It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You know what time it is. Time to hang here with Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. Get the latest scoop. From Mr. Cooper. From Mr. Cooper. From Mr. Cooper. Hang with Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. With Mr. Cooper. Get the latest scoop. From Mr. Cooper. From Mr. Cooper. Right, guys, welcome to the Big Scoop with Coop. I'm your host, Coop. Guys, season three, of course, is still going on strong. Make sure, please make sure you go by my website, www.thebigscoopwithcoop.com. Um, you can catch all the latest episodes from season one all the way up to right now. Um, guys, also, just make sure you check out uh, my Twitter page. That will be twitter.com forward slash M-C-O-O-P-317. Um, also, make sure you check me out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Big Scoop with Coop. And also, you can just Google me and you actually see the show. Well, here's the show live also, guys. So um, just to let you know today, oh, man, today's guest is going to be a great one. Um, this guy I'm going to introduce to you in a second, he's actually been in quite a few movies. He's also has been inside of um, a movie that's called Feel the Boy. This actually won seven Israeli Academy Awards, guys. I mean, that's a big deal right there. When you can actually win something that big, uh, if you're in that movie and you're part of a movie that wins that many Academy Awards, that's really amazing when you can pat yourself on the back. I mean, it's great things that's happening with this guy. Um, also, if you have any friends, family, associates, haters, it doesn't matter. Um, tell them to tune in right now on the Big Scoop with Coop because this right here is going to go big, guys. This show right here, I think it's the 13th episode right now for season three, and it's still going strong. I mean, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of entertainment is coming through, guys. So, guys, make sure you do tune in. And you know what? I'm not going to even I'm not going to keep running off on the mouth. I'm going to actually introduce my um, guest today. Once again, he has won. He's been in the movie Feel the Void that won seven Israeli Academy Awards. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Mr. Ido Samuel. Welcome to the show. Hello, Mr. Samuel. You there? Hey, yes, I'm here. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. It's good to have you on the show. I was you telling probably. everyone about um, the movie Feel the Boy, how, you know, you're doing big things right now in the movie industry, and I want to congratulate you for everything you have done starting off in your career right now and so much more you have coming on to you in your 
Chris. I want to say congratulations first and foremost. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Now, also, Samuel, just to let you know, on this show, we always talk about how you started in your career, your success, give advice on how to get into your career, and much more. So people that are listening worldwide right now, they're a fan. They love this. So when did you realize that you wanted to become an actor? Um, I remember the moment. Uh, like It was, uh, I think, when I was about in the second grade. I was a very chubby boy with, like, crooked teeth and very shy and didn't do, like, too much noise. And I remember for... My mother used to work in an hotel, and they used to have, uh, like, every holiday, they bring, like, performances for, like, the, for all the kids of the employees. So one time they brought a musician, and uh, the musician, like, wanted to do a trick, and he asked for a volunteer, and he took me without me even, like, uh, like pulling out my hand and, like, requesting to be there. So I just came, and then he started this trick, and I started to perform, and I started to, like, do a lot of stuff that you knew didn't even ask me to, and I started to get this rush and uh, adrenaline. I don't know where it came from, and like I saw all the people in the crowd were like cheering me. <laughs> like the magician like took a step back and let me just perform and do stuff, and I don't know where it came from. And I felt like this kind of like rush and uh, a feeling that like I'm I'm home, like when I'm performing. And I think that's ever since then I tried to perform as much as I could and. It helped me overcome, like, my shyness and, like, my all my fears and work really hard towards it. Wow. So, at a young age, you didn't have, like, a nervous bone in your body when you was up there performing? Because, you know, people that's uh, young, yeah. they're... Uh, go ahead. Yeah. It's, oh, uh, what I was... Yeah, I can't hear you. Say it again? Oh, yes, I was saying... um. People that's young at that age, they're really nervous. A lot of kids are nervous to do some type of performance in front of people. So, I mean, for sure, I just that you have, know where it came from. Like, I used to be really, really, I think I am still a little bit, like, in real life, sometimes really shy. But for some reason, like, every, every, every time I feel like I'm performing on there's, there's a crowd, there's like this mm-hmm. other personality comes towards me, like really confident and really want to perform and like uh, entertain people. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Wow. You know, I congratulate you because I know when I was younger, um, I wouldn't mind getting in front of some people. But, you know, I, I probably did like a large crowd just a handful of times when I was a kid. And I'm, I think I'm using that loosely, saying a handful. But, I mean, you came up and you said you felt like you was at home. I mean, that should have told you right there, yes, you're destined to do what you're doing today. And that's the reason why you had the success, because I got a feeling if you were at too much of a nervous stage in your body, you probably would have carried that on all the way around. And, hey, you would have been an actor today. So, I mean... That's just my opinion, and I believe, like I said, you did it. You feel great about it, and that's good. Now, um, you know, let me ask you this question now. When we heard about how you started off, now you actually stepped foot into the movie industry. Um, Did you have any mentors, you know, that helped you through your acting career to get you started off on your feet? Yeah, for sure. Um, 
right after I finished the army, like in Israel, it's a mandatory thing to do at three years of the army. So you need to wait with your acting career. You know, in the U.S., I see people like finishing high school and straight away starting to act. But in Israel, we need to do three years of the army. Only then we started in our lives. So right after I finished the army, I started taking uh, a lot of acting workshops and acting classes like all over Israel. But one teacher stopped for me. Her name was Beat Bain. It took her. She was teaching uh, acting in front of a camera. I can say like she's really built me to be the actor that I am. She taught me everything I I know about acting, about like the actor's life, and she helped me like also when I didn't have a lot of money like to pay for her. Like I used to work as a waiter a lot, a lot in Israel to make a living, and sometimes didn't have money to pay for her. So so. She believed in me so much. She said, like, a lot of times, uh, if you don't have money to pay me, it's okay. Just, like, remember to thank me when you when you win an Oscar. That's all I'm asking is a payment. So to have someone who wow. pays and you see that she doesn't do it even for the money, it's just for the pleasure of teaching. So we're still in contact. Like, I studied with her, like, I think uh, seven years ago, and we're still in contact. She's still in Israel teaching, but she still, like, every time I need advice or something, I go to her. So, yeah, she's someone that's really important in my life. Nice. And the good thing is you're still in contact with her. So it wasn't one of those things where I will help you get big and then I disappear or I'm too big for you now. You, I mean, you're still in contact with her, and that's how a true friendship or a true mentor and mentee should be. So that's good. Yeah. Um, big shout-out for that right there, actually getting you to the stage where you're at. Now, did you feel like when you first started getting mentors that did it feel like it was overwhelming where you was at a point where you was like, I can't do this? Did you ever have that moment? Oh, yeah, sure. It's not like acting-wise I can't do it, you know. As the life of the actor can be so hard and so tough. And, some, you know, sometimes the competition can, can get really ugly and uh, you can – be around like people who are not very supportive and people try to bring you down you starting to get success and uh, we have had a lot of like really dark moments in the career uh, luckily people likely like my teacher and my family like my grandmother people told me always to use like you go through a lot as an actor especially when you're just starting well, like uh, horrible things and just to use everything that you go through and put it all in the acting. Every time you feel like someone's trying to bring you down, just be better to prove them wrong. Just use it as a fuel. And um, so that's why I try to do every time I feel like someone's like not supportive and like not tr- trying to bring me down to bring them up or something like that. I try to use this as fuel and be even better and better and better. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I hope I will succeed. <laughs> <laughs> nice, and I see that's the great advice right there because if you keep listening to negative comments and you absorb it in, you will start believing what the naysayers are saying. And with you, that's great. It shows that you're saying someone says you can't do this, and you're like, I want to one-up you. I want to do this, and I want to do it better than what you ever think I could do. And I think that's right there. That attitude helps you get to the next spot in life. I mean, not even for acting. If you have a business out there, um, if you're doing anything, if you run into a bunch of negativity, you know, if you just turn it around just like that, 
I mean, the positive will always outweigh the negative at the end. So that's great right there. Um, now, let me ask you this, you know, now, do you, with, with acting and watching movies, um, I know there's two different things when you're being in one and you're sitting on your couch watching one, but do you have a favorite genre of movies in acting and just watching, or is it all the same? Yeah, I'm a big fan of foreign films, even though I'm coming from a foreign country from the U.S., but, like, French films, like, European films are, they're really, like, a work of art. Like, every time I watch them, like, movies like Irreversible or Enter the Void or uh, Rust and Bone, it's, like, it's, it's, I feel it's, like, what movies are about. It's great acting, great storytelling, and the way they tell stories, like, they don't try to redo stuff that's been done before. They try to invent the wheel every time, like something new, something you don't expect. Like the last uh, movie that just won for the best foreign film in the Oscar, uh, Son of Saul. It's like I think it's so amazing because they're telling a story in a way that you wouldn't think about the general way to see a movie. It's like it's inventing something and it's getting you excited about films, and that's what I love. That's the kind of genre that I love. Uh, also, I'm a big fan of Tim Burton and his style of movie, like dark, weird movies, like over the top. But so that's also kind of my dreams to be in kind of movies like that, playing like a big, weird uh, character, like Edward Scissorhands, something like that. So that's also a big dream. Hey, I think you need to go on a um, talk to someone and bring a sequel out, Edward Scissorhands too. I mean, we, we haven't oh, seen yeah. one of them in a while. I will die, but of course I would love to do it. You've got to invite me on stage, on set, whenever you do it. I, I believe you can pull it off. Um, if you ever do it, you okay. got to invite me on set, because I want to see the scissors. I, I really do want to hand. Yeah. I got to see it. <laughs> yeah. Now, talking about, if you're talking about foreign movies, um, and I want your opinion on this. Why do you feel that or why is it not feeling? Because it's, it's a natural fact. Why do people that's outside the United States they show more art in their movies compared to inside the United States? I mean, I don't understand. I like foreign movies myself, and because it's like they are dragging you into the story, you feel like you can be part of the story compared to just yeah. with the United States, it's a bunch of shoot 'em up, bang bang, repeated things, just different acts. So why do you feel that overseas that they will actually put more into it than in the United States? Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I think like a lot of the independent films in the U.S. are more similar to the foreign films. But when it comes to the studios, unfortunately, they try to make money more than they try to make art most of the times, and they try to remake stuff that made money before. And I think there's so, like, living in Hollywood, I meet so many screenwriters with beautiful scripts and like beautiful uh, stories to tell and it's very hard for them to tell their story because people here, the big people in the studios just want to sell tickets, that's what they're looking for, so if one studio does like this big uh, Avengers movie, the other studio needs to do also a superhero movie and they're all like trying to do what sells, let's remake uh, the never-ending story and let's re- remake other films that made money before instead of just trying to make something new and make people, like, fall in love with something new and like, let the stuff that's been done before have, have its respect and just make something new. So I think if 
when the money is an issue, then people don't care about art so much and just care about selling tickets, and that's the main problem. And I think they should have a trust in the people and the viewers that they can appreciate art and want to see stuff and not just, like, action and visual effects all the time when they still have the respect and people do enjoy it. But most of the people so true and Hollywood you're right Hollywood is more of main priority money maker and they're not oh this part three, let's do part five, let's do part 20. It's all the same. And I feel that if people will go into that, in that role, let's do something new. Let, let's, you know, let's mess, let's not mess with people's minds, but let's bring the fans into the movie. And, and let's put the art into it. I believe a lot of people will like that over here in the United States. They're just not accustomed to watching. But if they get a chance to watch it, I guarantee they'll like it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, how excited were you when you found out that you received the role um, in Field of Boys? Uh, I was really excited. It was my first big feature film. I didn't know how big it's gonna be because uh, the script is you read it and it's a really small, intimate story. And the director, it was her first feature film, so I didn't know a lot about her. Uh, but the story was really, really good. Uh, so when they told me I got it, I was really excited because, like, besides having, like, a role in a big feature film, my first feature film, I knew it, I will have to do a lot of preparation for the role as a secular person, and I was supposed to play an ultra-Orthodox Jew, and I needed to grow a beard and grow, like, a side curl and, like, play all the way believable Jew, so... I was really excited, and I started working, like, right away for four months, like, wearing the beard and, like, spending time with the Orthodox people and learning their nuance and learning the characters. And, like, building a character is one of the stuff that I love to do the most as an actor, just the preparation for that. I know that you can um, change yourself to being a diff- completely different person and still try to be vulnerable as a person. How long did it take you to actually, you know, um, to grow the beard and, and get everything? How long did it take you to actually get prepped up for you? Uh, we had about four months before we started shooting, so right away I asked the director and the production to uh, find me someone like who can teach me someone who's like original or to this Jew. And it was with this film called Israel Iskovich, and he's living like in the most. Uh, uh, religious neighborhood in Tel Aviv and he showed me around and introduced me to people and introduced me to a role that I had really almost nothing to, I didn't know a lot about before and they just explained to me and he took his time and I needed to sing songs in Yiddish and I never spoke Yiddish in my life and to sing in Yiddish was even harder but uh, I think I spent like five time, five days a week just working on this film and trying to be as believable as I could, and we spent like uh, with the director, which was uh, she was an Orthodox religious woman, and uh, 
she also wrote books and to us a lot of books. And uh, uh the viewers uh, really loved the film, and the film was Israel for Best Feature and got really a lot of success around the world, also in the U.S. And uh, we, it's very, like, sometimes it do pay off and people appreciate it, so it was great. Nice. Very nice. Now, um, I will ask you another question, and I'm asking this question on purpose because I've heard you in the past tell this story, and I'm going to get you to uh, tell the story again, and it's a two-part question. Um, and yeah. ladies and gentlemen, this is worldwide. You don't even know what I'm about to ask him on this one, so uh, I'm about to catch off guard. It was funny to me when I heard about it. Now, Part one of this question is, do you feel that it's harder to land a role um, in a movie in Hollywood compared to Israel? Uh, for sure. It's so, so different. Um, in Hollywood, I feel, first of all, almost everyone in Hollywood is an actor, and sometimes it's too overwhelming. Uh, and a lot of like, people are like, oh, they all look like they're spending I feel like sometimes the talent like is like the last time to get an audition here. And you need to like work on social media and you need to connect with people all the time. Just to get an audition is so hard. And for Israel it's a small industry, there's a lot of really talented people but industry is so small and sometimes they don't wanna cast just the best looking guy, they wanna cast the best fitting guy. And uh uh, that, that's something something that's hard in Hollywood because uh, also like when I came here I didn't know anyone and in Hollywood it's like connections the number one thing to have if you want to succeed so succeeding with no connections at all and not knowing how the industry works it's really hard and and yeah just when you go to auditions here it's so so weird for me because I need to carry a headshot and it's was like it's nothing like that in Israel. You just go and you know they have their, your picture and resume in the computer, but you need to print it all the time. And uh, I know people are, re- are used to it here, but for me, I'm not here for three years now, and it's still weird that I need to print my photo and hold my photos like I'm ready for an audition and just give it to them, and it's weird. Again, uh, when you get a part and you get an audition, it's so professional here and really the best of the best people from all over the world working here. So uh, while it's hard getting all these roles and auditions, you know that once once you get it, you work with the best people in the industry. So that's like what's motivating me to to play the game, let's call it like that. <laughs> I'm about to go to two of this question um, because of the story that I heard, and I want you to, um, as I said, I want you to go more in depth with this because pretty kind of funny, but uh, firstly, I'll let you know, you're kind of breaking up on us a little bit on the phone. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, good. All right. Now, part two of this question is, I want you to tell everyone, when you was actually at a, um, you was at a tryout, and um, I apologize, you was actually at a tryout, and with the tryout, they asked you how many followers. <laughs> do you have I, this story? And when you yeah. first heard your face, yeah, I heard you. Yeah. 
yeah, it's one of like the first editions that I had here, and uh, it's like uh, it was a very nice role, and I really worked hard on like preparing for the audition and what I was going to do, and we started talking the small talk with uh, casting director, and then she asked me, I could tell it was like the, I think the second month of living in LA, and she asked me, so uh, tell me how many no did the audition, and then she asked me like so how many followers do you have, and I like. I hope no one follows me, and I didn't know why she was like excited for people to follow me, and it's like it was weird for me and then I asked a friend of mine who living in the l a so I'm like she liked my audition, but then she wanted to know if people follow me. I don't understand it and then explain social media and stuff like that and uh it was really weird for me. It's still weird that counts for something in an audition like how many followers do you have uh but yeah, that was weird and it's still weird. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's this kind of, like, cultural differences sometimes yeah. that <laughs> I think maybe <laughs> that the teenagers are surprised by me and my answers, but, you know, I'm surprised by those questions. So. <laughs> and, and that cracked me up when I first heard it because I bet, you know, uh, in Israel you all don't worry about, I guarantee it doesn't really matter that much about your social media following to to get yeah. uh, to get a role. It's more of what type of skill do you have? If you have a skill, you have yeah. to look and they're looking for. You know, you'll get right. the part. But here in the yeah, United States, it's, it's another thing to worry about. That I don't want to worry about it. Come on. <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, it, to me, even with me, I stay in North Carolina, and the part I don't get is if I'm one of the best actors out here, why does it matter if I have 2.1 million followers? What does that have to do with yeah. What does that have yeah. to do with me? I don't know. Me? Uh, yeah. yeah. People explain to me because it's people that's going to buy the tickets, but really, I don't think all the people are going to watch your movie because you like a lot of followers if you're good or not. And I... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. And now, talking about watching your movies and everything, um, can you tell everybody worldwide right now, um, what other movie have you been a part of? They can actually try uh, I just finished, right, like, three days ago, shooting a, a short film called The Eyes of Man. And I think this movie is going to be, have a big effect because... Uh, Besides the director of being a really, really talented guy, uh, I think Ellie Roth and Tarantino Martin is the next big thing of other like, stuff he done before. Uh, but the story itself, mm-hmm. it's like I'm playing an Israeli. I know a stretch. <laughs> I was uh, living in a settlement in Israel, and he has his cousin, an American uh, guy, coming to Israel to join the army. And we get kidnapped by two Palestinians. Uh, and in a way, the American...
because the actor who played the Palestinian is real Palestinian, and just to work as an Israeli with a Palestinian on a film, telling, trying to get a message, I think that's what movies are about, and hopefully this movie will have a big effect in the world. The last that's film I just wow. did. Uh, before that, I did a lot of like films in Israel, uh, one of them called The Divide, and it did a lot, it did uh, real well in a lot of Jewish films, but of all, it's... Uh, just to make it short, it's about um, a soldier in Israel who uh, just finished the uh, boot camp and wanted to invite his parents who lived in a settlement to his uh, graduation, and they are about to be evacuated from their house with, from the army, and they're really resenting the army, and it's like a, stri- a father and son story, and it's beautifully made. And, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to tell you all. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, in Israel, I did a lot of soldier roles. For some reason, that's the kind of uh, uh, typecast that I've been <laughs> happened to be in. And I also a kidnapped person. Like, and now I just got kidnapped in Israel. I did a campaign for the Israeli army, uh, acting as a soldier, just got kidnapped to warn real soldier not to get hitchhiked of the risk they could get kidnapped. So I was like on billboards and radio and TV shows, uh, just like acting as a kidnapped soldier. Uh, so, yeah, some actors, you know, get the campaign to a fashion brand or something, a campaign for a kidnapped soldier. <laughs> so that's it. And, uh, yeah, the next project in the U.S. are going to be two Peter films. Directed by Robert Marvel. Uh, it's a it was created in Sundance uh, Institute, and uh, it's a beautiful story. It's telling uh, with Abigail Brezen and uh, some other big stars that we're waiting to turn the final award if to be in it. So it's uh, telling the story of a girl in the Holocaust, and I'm playing a Holocaust survivor, and I was trying to help her escape. Uh, and we're going to shoot in East Europe and in L.A., uh, so I'm really excited about this one. And the other film is called Introducing Judea, which is a hit. what's going on. Um, basically, I was saying um, outside of acting, 
um, are you involved in any type of charity event? Oh, yeah. Yeah, not? there's charities that I really care about. Uh, one, of them, one of them is called Generosity. Health countries in Africa and poor countries that doesn't have water and helps them uh, get clean water to live. Water is like the number one thing for humans and for every life to just uh, stay alive. And uh, they're building up wells and they do a lot just other no other country wants to help. So generosity.org, that's the website for them and uh, people should check it out and see what they can do to help. Like every small dollar is like another clean water for a poor kid or poor family. So that's really important. And the other organization is called the Yad Vashem. Yad Vashem is a big uh, museum in Israel, uh, which like is the goal is to memorize the Holocaust survivors because every year we lose more and more survivors and their stories are really important to be told to the next generation in order for like something like that not to happen again and give their respect and all the things that they've been through is not for nothing. Uh, so Yad Vashem, they have also an organization in the U.S. and uh, we try to do what we can to memorize their stories and and their and their journey to Israel, to the U.S., all over the place. And what they've been through really wasn't for nothing and uh, just to honor them. So that's a really important organization for me as a Jew and as a, and as a human being also. Nice. I like that. I definitely like that. Both organizations, guys, make sure you check it out. Help out where you can. So, guys, even though, like, you know, it's an actor, he, he's not Superman. We all need help, and we need to actually come out and try to help out all of these um, charities that's going on. He's doing big things to try to help out in his time when he's not acting. So, guys, we should be able to do the same thing. Do your part. Try to help out. Pick one charity. Pick both charities. Just go out there and help, guys, because we all need to know. Yeah. And like you said, Boston for the Holocaust and everything, other generations do need to know what happened and to make sure and prevent it from happening again. So, guys, make sure you check out both of them. Now, what is your ultimate goal as an act? I really want to tell stories. I want to do more than just entertain. I want to tell stories in a way that haven't been told before, in a way that haven't been shown before. Uh, I know it sounds really big, but I feel I feel like a lot of people go down to the theater, feel like they they know what's good. Like they watch five minutes of the film, they know what's going to happen, and they know where the movie's going to. And I want to tell stories that you don't know where you're going to. You're going to surprise the audience. You're going to make them like get excited about films when they leave the... I want people when they leave my film to get excited and to have, like, an influence for the better in their life, to make them think out of the box and more than just entertain. And uh, I hope I will get the right project to do it. Nice. Nice. And I will be paying close attention myself um, to your movies because I believe that you really can tell a story where it's not going to be predictable. And I think that's what everybody needs is a fresh breath of air in this movie industry. As far as it goes with saying, okay, I know what's going to happen because I've seen this happen in the movie back in 1996. And, you know, you yeah. the, the repeated stuff kind of gets old just because you have a different actor. 
you know, you if you still can predict the movie to the T, you know, it's time for fresh air. And I believe, you know, if you, um, I'm glad you're on the show today because I hope everyone is listening to Hollywood right now. I know there's a few listeners right now listening to Hollywood. Yeah. Um, guys, you know, you know, let's make something new. And I mean, you have the actor right here for the job. Let's bring it out, surprise the world for what you have going on. Now, you know, I know you're a very, I know you're a busy person, so I'm not going to hold you up. Um, I do have one last question, and what advice would you give any male or female that's trying to get into the movie industry? Yeah, three three things they have to do. First of all, to have patience. Like you know, for some people it happens overnight after the first audition. For some people, they wait ten years and only get small roles, not even. But if you really want to do it, have the patience. And while you wait, just work on it. Try to make your craft as best as you can do. Try to go to school with as many teachers as you can. Don't just learn just one technique. Other techniques. Good acting. Study it. Watch people. Live life. The best people of you realize so just whenever you go to the it's hard in LA but if you live in New York just go to the subway and see so many variety of people and see what views they have and uh, I think you have to have thick skin business like no matter if you're on top or you're just starting people will always try what you've done people will always try to pick you out because this, this profession is so competitive so you have to have thick skin and just surround yourself with good, supportive people, and then then you go far. And uh, that's it. And love what you do. Have fun. When you act, the job is getting the job. All you act, it's not a job. You just have fun. But the job, just know that it's getting the job and do all the surroundings. Just get the audition. But when you act, just just enjoy it and remember why you wanted to act in the first place. Nice. Nice. Thank you very much for this advice. People worldwide that's listening right now, take heed to that advice. If you're trying to get into the movie industry, like I say, you got to have thick skin. you got to know your crap. Make sure you do all of this, guys, and love what you're doing. Don't be all serious 24-7, like, and it looks good. Have fun with it, guys. Make sure. You know, thank you once again for coming on the show. Um, I would love to have you back on the show in the future. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure, and I would love to come back. All right. All right, guys, until next time, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Bit Scoop with Coop. Round two, name something that's not boring 
the laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. 